0: Good day and welcome to the X Smart Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, um, uh, a friend and colleague uh, that was uh, a fellow um, teammate uh, during my teens and club cricketing career. Um, Cricket South African's current uh, physio, Craig Govender. Welcome,
1: Craig. How's it, Donny? Nice to have you here.
0: So. Um, as I said, Craig and I know each other from uh, our early teens. Um, I've got to follow his uh, career as a, as a cricketer and as a leg spinner, um, then as a, a physiotherapist, um, and now um, uh, representing the country from the medical aspect with regards to the uh, with cricket South Africa. Um, so, so, Craig, maybe you can tell some of our listeners about, um, you know, where did your, your love of cricket first
1: start? Yo, my love of first my life for cricket first started the first Test match after isolation. Remember that day in, in Durban. Was that the one with the with the run out with John T. rowes run out? That was the World Cup in '92. I'm no, no, talking, about, talking the,
0: about the one where we had the uh, the, t- the first um, TV TV review. Was it the same was one? Was that test I, match? I think it was the same. So one. it
1: was yeah the first Test match after isolation in Durban. Yeah, yeah. My dad took me out of school and we went to watch the Test match in Durban. I set in the new friendship pavilion. Remember the friendship pavilion yes. in in Durban was was built just for that. Yes, yes. Just for that test match. Yeah. So it, the love started there. I think I was yeah. eleven years old.
0: Great. And and, and then obviously um, once you finished school, you went to the University of Western Cape to study physiotherapy.
1: Why? What? Well, what? well, not not no, immediately. immediately. That's when we met again. Remember? Oh yes, 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 we did. <laughs> but
0: maybe, why physiotherapy?
1: Well, physio obviously because of uh trying to be involved in cricket uh sitting behind a desk, following my dad who was an accountant I wasn't going to be part of cricket uh, I wanted to do something where where cricket was was the thing you know so physiotherapy yeah, totally was, <laughs> was physio physiotherapy was the one I wanted to do uh when we were uh, when we were young, we also had injuries, so I now went to a physio with a, with a groin injury in Chatsworth, you know the, the old health and racket club there yes, in Chatsworth? Yes, yes. There was a physio in the, in, the, in the gym and she helped me with an injury and I thought, okay, this could be something that I could look at. Excellent. And,
0: um, and then I believe that you, um, I'm not sure if I'm correct in saying this, but you were the first full-time physio to be employed by a franchise.
1: Yeah, that's correct. So, uh, remember in the past, uh, even when you were at the Dolphins, yes. uh, a physiotherapist was always a consultant. Yes. So, he had to have a practice, he or she had to have a practice, and then give time to the, to the province or the franchise. But uh, the coach at the time at the Lions, um, Dave Nosworthy, who was a massive mentor of mine and still is to the day, he wanted to change the way cricket was in South Africa and create a more high performance environment. And he thought that a full-time physio would give him that. Where I was employed just to see cricketers, yeah. I had a contract similar to a cricketer, not as much as a cricketer, but I was. Yeah. That was my primary job. You know, I didn't have a practice, so yeah, uh, that started everything. Uh, like you said, I was the first one contracted in franchise cricket and. Two years later, every other franchise had full-time
0: players. Excellent. So you were quite a, quite the trendsetter. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and what what is your what is your thought on um, you know um, the the support structures that we have in cricket at the moment in um, from a franchise level? As as you said, you were the first one to be involved, and how has that grown amongst the different provinces or franchises?
1: I think it's. Quite, it's grown quite immensely. I sit on the on the medical board, and we we looking at bettering cricket in South Africa, and the medical and fitness aspect is a huge part of it. Like we said, uh, now all franchises have full-time physios, and Cricket South Africa has a stake in that. They, they pay towards that to each franchise, as well as the trainers now as well. So the trainers are also full-time, and CSA contribute, partly to their salaries, uh, they have also now uh, assisting the semi-professional teams in trying to get a physio or a trainer on board as well. So we've now gone down uh, the organogram, Excellent. per yeah. I've
0: also seen at the latest uh, World Science and Sports Medicine Congress, uh, just before the World Cup, that we also do have a lot of... Uh, mm. Uh, so the Africans are just presenting, and yeah. uh, the, uh, the late Richard Stretch, uh, which was my mentor when I did some research in cricket. and mine uh, He
1: was actually my, you know. So. But but I
0: I do see now there's a lot more South Africans that are presenting at, uh, yeah. you know. How much of, of 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 research is actually done from a sports medicine or exercise science perspective in cricket, given the fact that obviously we've got our demographics are so different, you know, um, from where we come from and cultures and and things like that. Is there a little bit of research done on that or does it play a role in, 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 you know, know, um, supporting a cricketer?
1: No, uh, Cricket South Africa actually employs someone who who does research. Uh, Was that uh, Dr. Janine Gray? Yeah, yeah, Dr. Janine Gray is is part of the medical committee and she's been part of it for quite a long time. So her profile is to purely look at research and evidence-based stuff and and that's what she assists us with. She represents us at all these conferences with the, the head of medical, Dr. Shoe Manjra. And there's constant research, doing, uh, constant research happening. Also, how the research happens is through a, an application or a software system where all the physicians and trainers input data into the, into the system, which then gives us an immense amount of uh, information.
0: Information, excellent. Um, and then I, I see that, you know, your, um, your, your your new baby, as we would call it, I'm not sure if it's a baby anymore, because it's been, I think, just chatting three uh, years. Um, yeah. You've uh, now opened up, you know, the director of the Wondrous Sports Medical Center. Maybe yeah. if you can tell our listeners a little bit of the, the background be, behind this and your vision for um, the center.
1: Yeah, so the Wondrous Sports Medical Center turned three in March this year. Prior to that, it took two years of... of planning and getting the Gauteng Cricket Board to buy into the young person's dreams. <laughs> so that was quite a difficult challenge. So how it came about was being part of the Lions for, for a long time uh, I felt there was a massive gap between the elite cricketer which was the Lions cricketer and the franchise cricketer and the amateur cricketer which was the schoolboys and semi-professional cricketers. So at, at the elite level as you know you get a diagnosis immediately yeah. you get a prognosis immediately the coach knows what's happening the player knows what's happening everyone knows what's happening but along that along my time at the, at the lines a lot of the junior coaches used come to me with injuries of their 12 year old and 15 year old kid and we spoke about long-term athletic development and yeah. how stress fractures occur during those times and i used to get kids with back issues yeah one year later and i'm sure we've lost multiple cricketers due to that issue and it's probably happened throughout the world and i wanted to create something where everyone's situated under one roof where you where coaches in particularly knew where to send someone because that's 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 the problem isn't it you you're a coach but who do you refer to yep and how do you educate coaches to know what's yellow flags and red flags and like we're chatting about some of our friends talking about back issues but the coaches but they don't necessarily know what to do what to do what are the
0: signs and symptoms of, of of that yeah So then what is your thought, I'm assuming the whole reasoning behind that and and the word interdisciplinary comes to mind rather than multidisciplinary working in silos and that's probably the ideal kind of
1: Mm.
0: blueprint that's going to be more um, athlete-centered to get the best outcome.
1: Yeah that's exactly what I term it and don't use the word multidisciplinary because you often have institutions or, or clinics where people just sit in rooms and just want to convey a belt of patients. We try and term, term it interdisciplinary team here. We often sit with the patient and the bio and the physio and the doctor and we discuss it, you know. Chiros involved, podiatrists involved and, I mean, I personally feel that you can't treat everything in a patient. I'm a physio, I'm not, and that's it. I'm not there to to come up with a conditioning program. I'm not there to talk about nutrition. I'm not there to, you know, to talk about feet. Yes, I know the feet, I analyze the feet. And that's where everything comes from. But if there's something more to do, then it's a podiatrist thing, you know, so. Excellent. So, you
0: know, we we were talking about, and one of the main reasons you you spoke about, you know, the the, the schoolboy cricketer, you know, getting injured and back injuries. And, and and one of the things that I'm actually seeing in my practice is that school you got you got schoolboy cricket, mm. then you've got the, that schoolboy cricketer is attending school by practice, he's then going to a private academy, attending practice, mm. then he's got the the local hubs because he's obviously at a certain skill level that you know so he's been selected, mm. and then he's playing club cricket. Mm. What's your advice to? The current schoolboy cricketer, they, and may, maybe even the school coaches, mm-hmm. uh, from a physiotherapy perspective, mm-hmm. on, on on how to manage, and especially the fast bowlers, you know, how to manage their workload.
1: So we touched on it a bit earlier. Uh, we, the, our parents will say, growing pains, wouldn't they? Yes. So a lot of a lot of a lot of growth happens as we as we grow, uh, in terms of the body and. In, in in boys you look at the age between 14 and 15 and then at 17 and 18 where you have growth spurts and the growth spurts are the are the times when injuries can really occur so my advice to to coaches is actually have 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 a tape measure in your office mm-hmm. and understand how many how many sizes like the, the kid needed uh, grew mm-hmm. in terms of his shoes mm-hmm. you know that that tells you he's growing mm-hmm. so and like you said some of them are going to four to five different coaches mm-hmm. and there needs to be communication life revolves around communication. communication and that's a key I mean you that kid's gonna be burnt out mm-hmm. not, not burnt out because he's enjoying it mm-hmm. but he's gonna get injured he's, he's gonna develop a stress fracture but saying that the coaches at that level need to be highly skilled in understanding an action of a cricket of a, of a bowler. Mm-hmm. Uh, no point going for physio and having biomechanics and getting when conditioned. You got, when you've got a mixed action. When you've got a mixed action, yeah. you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's going to be okay. Yeah, because what what I was finding is, is just just the training load. And
0: remember, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of research now on, on load management, training yeah. loads. You know, yeah. teams using GPS and things, yeah. like that. and it's and it's about you know training with the right type of intensity, not necessarily quantity, mm-hmm. but but, but 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 quality and how much can a 15-year-old you know, structure, skeletal structure handle yeah. um, and I think that's what's important and the understanding and maybe, as you said the communication mm-hmm. between coach, mm-hmm. physio, parents. parents because parents want the best for the kids, you know mm-hmm. um, and it's not necessarily holding back mm-hmm. but it's whatever you're doing must be quality Yes,
1: mm-hmm. and like you said, the parents are most important aspect yeah. yeah. uh, often it's a parent sitting on the side of the, the yes. field Pushing the kid on. Excellent.
0: So, you know, um, you know, uh, our listeners will be watching, you know, South Africa playing um, uh, on, on the cricket field and on TV, and yeah, goes this guy sprinting on the field with his bag <laughs> in his hand, and you know, this is ah, the physio is running on, and, and that's all we see of the physio. Yeah. Maybe if you can enlighten our, our listeners on just a, n- a normal day in the life of an international cricket physio mm. at practice on a normal day, and then what's your
1: day like? from start
0: to finish on a match day
1: okay before we even get onto the tour it's a lot of uh, logistics and planning to get ready for the tour i mean i gotta pack a lot of strapping and you gotta do a lot of stuff and you gotta do a lot of planning depending on the time of the tour and where you're playing Um, climate changes you know in terms of india getting more hydration stuff getting more recovery stuff uh planning uh, with the medical people in in those different countries is also important, you know, to to get to get someone to bounce ideas of idea, off. Not not only ideas, but your radiologists and your yes. and your sports physicians for all those other type of stuff. So on a practice day, practice depend uh, can occur in the mornings or in the afternoons, depending on the on the time schedule with with the with the country you're going to. In South Africa, being the host, we normally would train later mm-hmm. um so it or overseas sometimes we, sh- we it's it's shared where you can have a morning session and an afternoon session but that's where that's where schedules happen so if we're having an afternoon session i would try and schedule appointments so w- the so morning.
0: L- maybe to, to, to,
1: what time would you get up in the morning what time do i get up
0: on a typical practice day if you are training either 10 o'clock or at 5 o'clock what's your typical day what time you get up who use what are you doing next who do you you know what 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 is your 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 so day? I, would, I would
1: the only time for a physio to really get his own training done is in the morning so i'll try and get up early and do my own personal stuff in the gym so i'll try and get up by six train for an hour go to breakfast mm-hmm. sit around with the guys um, and then then i would depending on the amount of injuries or niggles i have i would I would treat people accordingly. So I set the timetable. No one sets it for me. Uh, players will know exactly when they need to come and see me, and and that's it. There's there's no, it's it's my it's my show. There you know sure. what I mean. Yeah. So no one dictates around that. Um, and and we'll treat people going into practices. Um, before practice, uh, I like to strap, so the strapping is done, and and you and then you get to the change room, and then. When I get to the change room, I often sort out the hydration stuff for the guys. They need to be fully hydrated and understanding what's happening. The trainer and I will sit down with the coach uh, and plan that session. And and each bowler needs to understand what he's bowling in that session. Uh, As you said, workload management is very important and periodization of, of an athlete is very important because He needs to be peaking at the right time and not be be exhausted before the game Mm -hmm. so yeah that's the morning uh leading up into an afternoon practice it'll be it'll be the opposite to that if we're having a morning And, and
0: what will what will your role be at practice um you know there is um um a rumour said that the, you know, the, the pros always carry a third spinner along sometimes um, because you're always carrying your bowling boots, yeah. uh, bowling a few leggies. Yeah. But uh, when you're not bowling, yeah. um, what, is, what is your role when there's, let's call it, um, either a session or a net session?
1: So what, we, what we're trying to do, I mean, time is extremely important to a figure uh, and they staff. I mean, we also need downtime and we also need time to, to not think about the game all the time so for me we are trying to develop something where when you get back to the hotel you're not necessarily in the face of the cricketers all the time so we integrate rehabilitation in between sessions okay. so say for instance if a cricketer is, is a batter and he has an issue with his lower back after his batting we would get him onto the field and he'll do his his activations and his rehabilitation session there because it takes half an hour If you know, it's about time management. So so what so so you are into, you're part of the practice but doing the,
0: the physiotherapy part yes, of part yes.
1: Of it. So I would be treating during practices, I would be doing rehab during practices, I'll be helping, throwing you know, I'm I can't be still. Yeah. So I'm very involved in that type of stuff. And and, and, and and maybe on a typical match day? Match day is like, the, I'm very pedantic in, I have certain routines, mm-hmm. you know, every cricketer has their routines, growing up as a cricketer. Putting a left to
0: grab right, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I, but, yeah, I'm a bit, uh, I go, I'm the first one there. I, I, ha, I often have my own vehicle uh, in South Africa, so I go on the early, early bus. There's an early bus before the main bus with, okay. the, with, with the players, but I go on the early, early bus. So I'm probably two hours ahead of everyone. So on a, on a test match, the test match starts on a, at 10 o'clock. Team warm-up will happen at 9, which is an hour before. I'm probably at the ground about half past seven. Okay. So because I try to do it tailor everything for every, every player. I know exactly what each player drinks. I know exactly what each player would want to eat before, um, before getting out. All my strappings cut. Everything's ready. I hate being rushed, okay. so I will avoid traffic wherever there is to be to be to be in a calm state. So I, there ne- there needs to be no uh, rushing for a player.
0: And and, and for my 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 bio-kinetic, um, colleagues out there, um, you, your your working relationship with put the
1: trainer, um, um, you know, immensely close. We. Obviously, when you come into a team, you need to build that relationship, uh, Some sometimes philosophies do change, and re, uh, but I was quite lucky, uh, Greg King and I had very similar ideas in terms of functionality yes. in, in rehab and conditioning. I'm a very functional physio, uh, nothing's done on a bench or in a squat, everything's done in, on a single leg with, a, with rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, I we both um, we both focus on thoracic mobility and hip mobility, which is extremely important. Uh, the hips are extremely important to me in, in, in freeing up the lower back and, yeah, and
0: especially with bowlers to snap that hip through. It. Yes,
1: yeah. uh, but also yeah, I mean it's a rotational sport Yes. and it's a chronic injury sport. So we want to free up all that stuff. Uh, conditioning is extremely important during the week because uh, players can decondition, so there must be at least one conditioning session done a week. Um, and with regards to technology, you know,
0: obviously that changes and evolves around, you know. Mm. But um, you know, we see on TV all these heart rate uh, yeah. things that come up that makes. Yeah. the commentators talk about and the little thing at the back which yeah. is, it, you know, for listeners out there, the GPS units and yeah. what, what just give our listeners uh, some background on basic technology that, that an international team might use.
1: So the, the Strength and Conditioning Coach, uh, we have a set of GPS monitors, we, it's not used on everyone, we try to use it on our, uh, on our bowlers on bowling days and our batters on, on batting days, but it's a comfort thing. So you can't ask someone to use it all the time. I mean cricket is a very finicky game, it's a field game.
0: And you're on the field for quite a few hours. Yeah,
1: and if someone's not wanting to wear it, you can't necessarily force it on, because performance on match day is more important than anything else. So we do have GPS's and we we may have monitor them. On on practice days we can monitor even more. Uh, That's from a strength and conditioning side. From a physio side, it's... Sleep is a huge aspect of mine. Um, I hold it in huge regard in terms of research and evidence-based. Sleep is the most most important part of recovery. Uh, So your
0: normal wellness question every morning is what is part of your.
1: Well, we did that prior to the World Cup, and we got an idea of where where people are. I mean asking questions and answers, getting things written down is also a bit of a schlep yeah, yeah. so we tried to make it a bit easier and, and do it with the with the players but uh, what we did is that every player now owns a memory foam pillow okay. which they travel with so in cricket and most sport you are always changing hotels and are lying on different beds you're not sleeping in the same bed for yes yeah. the only consistent you could have is a pillow i mean we could travel with mattresses but that's not going to happen but but the pillow can be rolled up and put into a into a, a, a case so each guy has that that's consistent it allows them to sleep better and it helps me with with neck issues so it was well received and i think that worked well it's also education around sleep and and all that stuff using cell phones before going to bed, you know, not going out too late before yes. match days, all that type of stuff. Uh, from other hydration, from other aspects of recovery, I do carry Normatex with me, which is a very drainage uh, machine. Uh, game Ready's, which is a cryotherapy machine, uh, I carry that. Um, yeah, I've got a, a few tools, a few gadgets in your yeah. in your bag. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope our listeners get a,
0: a better understanding about what goes on behind the scenes. Mm. Um, you know, because you know we only see what's in front of us on on the television set. So, um, you know, I want to thank you for your time, uh, Golf. It'd be nice seeing you after a number of years. <laughs> no and problem. wish you all the best in your career with Cricket South Africa and wherever that might take you, but also in your entrepreneurship uh, venture with the Wonder Sports Medical Center. Thanks. Thanks for having me.